It's Tony Nash with Plugged and Unplanned, and I'm excited. Week two, or session two, I'm not sure when this is going to go live, uh, with Pauline Wynn, and she is one of the owners of The Red Lantern, author, successful businesswoman, uh, coach, mentor, uh, training facilitator, and, and so much more. And and let's dive now even deeper into into what makes... Uh, you think the way you think, and how you, how come you've been so successful? My my question now is, so uh, what I was learning about um, previously is that you you're running all these uh, workshops, so you've you've already created kind of like a framework, the content to um, to the the way of a spiritual entrepreneur, but you actually haven't um, you hadn't written the book yet. So now the book has come later. Um, and you're drawing on, I assume, all those experiences and the crystallizing of your thinking. Um, so how, I mean, this book is, I'm sure, is going to do extremely well. What, how do you see this play out now in terms of um, get, get, getting some leverage with the workshops that you're doing? Or is it, do you see this as a, as a, as a way of extending uh, your reach that you can't get to with all the, not everyone can attend a workshop? What's the plan for the book and, and how you see this playing out? My plans are always super rough, big, big brush strokes, Tony. <laughs> There's a lot of surrendering to the universe. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of surrendering to the universe. I call them my event managers. Mm-hmm. Uh, my event managers always have far more greater adventures than I could ever possibly create. Um, you know, we wanted to open a Vietnamese restaurant. We wanted to bring fine quality, high level Vietnamese to the mainstream. Um, the event managers then allowed us to become the most awarded Vietnamese restaurant in the world. Um, I wanted to write a book for my daughter, but my event managers allowed me to be debut writer of the year and it become an international bestseller. Um, I, I wanted to learn business and entrepreneurship. My event managers wanted me to win the Telstra Business Award for Medium Businesses. And, and, the, and the list goes on. And so when you ask me what plan I have, my plan is to have the vision, to have the burning desire and strive for something. Because when we strive for something, that gap between where it happens and, and, and uh, where, with the thought and where it happens, it, it lessens. And so um, the, the mission has always been there. It's now evolved and now it has a, a greater title. The contents of the book and the teachings have been uh, marinating for the last 10 years. I've been teaching it in my, um, in, in my speaking as well as my workshops and um, my coaching. It now happens to have a title. Um, and the way of the spiritual entrepreneur, I also, my, my biggest plan was to make people no longer scared of the word spiritual. Because as we said earlier, it has nothing to do with religion. It is physics that has yet to be explained. Uh, so a lot of the contents in the book, a lot of what I teach is always backed by science. Science is what connects the communities com- connects the cultures it's what demystifies the mystic <laughs> but without un- but without um, taking away the mysticism of it all as well and uh, it really started when I um, decided to be a speaker um, and the event managers put me as one of the top book keynote speakers in Australia 
of course, there's a whole lot of hard work that goes into it in the background. And what I found time and time again, so I'm speaking in front of corporates as well as entrepreneurs, but mostly corporates who, who pay me wonderful money to speak in front of them. And then when I walk off the stage, um, I always feel a little bit sorry, not sorry, <laughs> sorry, not sorry, for the person who speaks after me because so many times um, a lot of the audience would follow me out. And then I'd get a line for people to wanting to connect. How can I find out more about this? Because we've tapped into a truth. Everyone has spirit. We've just been indoctrinated to be scared of it. But that's where our true power lies. There's so much true power when we tap into that. And so more and more, uh, people are like, how, how can we get more of you? How can I learn more about this? And not all of them can afford me as a one-on-one -on -one coach. And so I said, well, I have a restaurant. I have a space. Come and learn some more. Um, pay a couple of hundred dollars for this amazing food and wine, and I'll, I'll speak to you. So in its early years before I wrote the book, it was called Startup Sundays where entrepreneurs get together, listen to me talk, um, and we share ideas. And it's it's very much um, uh, the format that we have now with the Spiritual Entrepreneur Roundtable, except it's on steroids. <laughs> it's now highly evolved. So these events have been going on for a number of years now. Um, it's, um, it's now a little bit more polished because I have so much more content. And then it's, okay, well, now I'll write a book so that people can have more of this and um, I've only just got started so my plan is to put it in um, more bookstores to, to my plan is to have more people and you know I, I got a call from um, I got an email sorry from um, one of the the big guns in Google Hong Kong the day before yesterday um, Pauline I, I've read your book how can we connect um, I'd love to discuss you coaching me and so the message gets far and wide, but I have no, that's where I, the, the surrender part. <laughs> I'm currently looking for a, a badass um, US publicist who will allow me to enter that market because I know how many people it will assist. Mm -hmm. So while there is a plan, the plan is to take the next step and take the next step and take the next step. And then I'll, I, I always surrender to whoever wants to come into the orbit to assist me. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, we become control freaks. And we lose out on the bigger picture. So is it scalable? I mean, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of people demanding uh, your time or your knowledge or just your presence to ask the question. Can are you able to? Are you going to be able to scale? Do you think? Um, I have rough ideas mm -hmm. on how I can do that. Um, a lot of it is the the plan is um, I get so much enjoyment and juice from the round tables which lead to the retreats and then from the retreats lead to my inner circles um, and inner circles are um, quite exclusive entrepreneurial groups which i've been a part of for a while mm -hmm. and there's a whole lot of, uh, there's a whole different program and um, protocols with with that as well um, it's egoless there's no ego um, in in the inner circles that mm -hmm. i've been building over the years so whether that is uh, is it's scaled to a degree, but how big it gets is up to the event managers. <laughs> so, so your um, training programs and your education programs are much more mature than I was expecting. Okay. The, the way that you were talking <laughs> about it, but you're doing it. I mean, I, I get to see, and I get, I speak on 
on big stages as well. The, the biggest in the last 12 months was 3,000 people. Wonderful. So, so I know what it's like to, to talk to entrepreneurs um, from that aspect. But um, th this sounds, it's, but I have not really heard of this work that you're doing. So it is very much that spiritual way where, um, you know, build it and, and they will come. It kind of sounds a lot like that, like just keep, um, keep making the sound and keep, you know, keeping the, the, the tone going that people are being attracted and it, it's kind of, you're building momentum that way rather than necessarily using a typical, uh, right, we're going to have an events manager, we're going to do all this marketing and advertising to drive. Is, have you done any of that at all to build this part of your business? Or have you really stayed still and silent and then people just keep kind of being drawn into your, in, into your circles, as you, as you would say? So um, one thing you have to understand about my DNA is that I, haven't, I, I, it's, I have been uh, officially diagnosed as having an abhorrence for doing things like everyone else. Right. <laughs> of course, I see it every day. Um, so when everyone's going this way, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do it that way. It's probably going to be easier, but where's the adventure? Um, and, and so like Red Lantern, um, we don't spend any money on advertising. Sure, we, maybe a, a, a few dollars, here, a few hundred dollars here and there for Facebook advertising, Otherwise, we don't spend any money on advertising. It has all been through um, our advocates, who are our team members, um, our customers, and the, the beautiful media. But that's because we're always doing something interesting. Um, my brother Luke um, is a world-famous chef. Um, my husband Mark, quite the socialist. He's always fighting for something. Um, and then there's myself uh, doing what I do uh, for human potential. So while the world at large... Um, haven't heard about us yet. Stay tuned. They will. <laughs> right. um, and so uh, I'm sure if you scratch the surface, Tony, you will know that there's a big community mm -hmm. that we've been building yeah. over the years. We've been around for 17 years now. And so it's that, that thing that I always say, how can you uh, be an interest, interesting person when you don't do interesting things? Um, but it builds because substance is so much more important for us than going, hey, hey, look at us, <laughs> look at us, oh, excuse me. Um, and there's also the other side of it, that there needs to be a sense of ninja and a sense of stealth because we're dealing with something that is has been so f feared by people. I remember when I was at a university a friend of mine, Jason Chiem, who's an incredibly well-known entrepreneur in Asia, um, he is the founder of MindChaps um, Childcare Centers, a very unique learning program uh, for, for, for childcare age. And when we were at university together and film school together, we created a documentary. I have two black belts. I, I, I learned martial arts for many, many years. And when we were at university, we wanted to capture the spirit how inspired we were to learn martial arts for all our childhood life and into our teenage years. And so we hired all the camera equipment. We went back and filmed our master and filmed the school as it existed then. And, you know, I remember walking in as, uh, uh, you know, in my early 20s kind of hippie high uh, teen, uh, university student and uh, 
my master just made everyone stop and, and clap because I was the very first black belt girl in Australia as a, like a 15, 16 year old. And we made this beautiful documentary that brought tears to our eyes because we captured the spirit. And then when we presented the documentary uh, to our teacher at the time, this was in the early 90s, and uh, we, we, we used the word spirit and spirituality a lot, and I will never forget her words. She said, I would be very careful if I were to, to, to not use that word. People are very scared of that word. I'd be very careful if I were you. And we went, whoa, you know. Really? Why? And so we, I did BA Com at UTS. So it was all about journalism, advertising, marketing, filmmaking, all that stuff. And we were like, okay, it, we, why? And we, I wish I could speak to her now. Like, Fast forward, miss. <laughs> Guess what my new book's called? So we're also dealing with um, a topic that uh, is very taboo. And so I wrote this book, The Way of the Spiritual Entrepreneur. Um, I'm so fortunate that I had one of my mentors uh, push me to write it in record time. I wrote it in seven, eight months. Otherwise, I probably would have taken two years like it took for the first book. And I knew that I was either going to be edified or crucified for wanting to bring spirituality to the mainstream. Because for years in my community, it had always been a, this is what we're about, let's just keep it here. Um, and I have this wonderful publicist, and um, I think it was three weeks ago, I was on Studio 10. <laughs> Can't get any more mainstream than Studio 10. <laughs> I was on the couch with, and I remember looking at the short uh, edit that the film crew had made, and it was, you know, this beautiful piece about Red Lantern and about my book, The Spiritual Entrepreneur, and I just had to stop for a moment and think, fire out, Pauline, you're here <laughs> taking this woo-woo voodoo book that everyone thinks is woo-woo voodoo, but it's, it's physics that hasn't been explained yet, right? And here I'm on mainstream television. And then, um, you know, the week before that was two articles, one of which was the most viewed um, uh, for that weekend on in the Sydney Morning Herald um, and then ABC Radio. So it confirms to me, Tony, what I know where every time I walk off the stage doing a keynote is that it is not just that the collective consciousness is ready, they're craving it. They're craving it because it's their truth. And the brave ones will say, can you tell me more? Mm. I mean, uh, it's, it's odd for me to hear you say that because um, I have done a lot of personal development work on myself over the last... Um, coming up to 30 years and and so therefore it's very mainstream for me yes and the way that i the way that i run booktopia uh the way that i think about um the the business world the universe the way that people interact uh, it's funny of course um in 2011 we made the telstra business awards um we were a finalist in the medium-sized category of which you guys won. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we were a finalist seven times over the last um, eight years. And, and we won New South Wales Business, Business of the Year last year. And Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Talk about resilience and yeah. <laughs> persistence, etc. Um, 
and and it's always great to, to have those um, signposts to know that you're on track because um, that's how that's how it kind of works. But um, from a from a spiritual perspective, I mean, the way of, the way of the spiritual warrior um, is a book that has been yes. around for then yeah for thirty five I don't know how many years it's been around but years and years so it's it's been out there in terms of of spirituality. Um, I'm, I guess if you're, if you're uh, talking about a lot, which you obviously are to a lot of people and you're coming up against their own values and belief systems, you're going to be, um, um, feeling the, um, the resistance around that. Um, I guess I haven't. And, yes. and so, um, but you're the one that's probably talking about a lot more, uh, with others. Um, don't, but don't you feel like, um, We've come a long way since we were younger in terms of the way that uh, the way that we see the world. Like, is it? Are we really? Do we really see the world still in that dimension in, in terms of lacking spirituality? Are we? Are we? Because I don't see it that way. So, but yeah. you're probably out there um, um, provoking people's thinking a lot more than I am. Is it? Are we really still a bit stuck? And and if so, what? And it resonates with somebody to to be more spiritual, or that they know that yes, that is my that's where I need to be. I need to bring more spirituality into my life. Yeah. What are some of those um, key kind of shifts that they could do to um, to to break up whatever they have been doing in the past to maybe f- feel more grounded or connected? Or what do you, yeah. how do you how do you kind of and so I wondered um, if, to, to answer the first part of your question, um, absolutely there are uh, still a lot of, there is still a lot of resistance. Um, and I, I don't do victim well. I don't do victim well. I, I do, I look at things for what they are though. And so um, it is my hallucination, Tony, that you will get less resistance than me. I am an Asian woman. I'm a short Asian woman. <laughs> People will resist things more freely to my face than they would to yourself. Um, and so uh, I, I don't fight back with the ignorant. Uh, who am I to wake them from their slumber? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do observe it. I do observe it. And people are always afraid of what they don't understand. So they're not ready, and that's okay. So I spent some time um, with a group of people a few months ago, and one of the gentlemen came up to me afterwards, and and he said, oh, "I thought you, you were all spiritual and shit." Right? And I went, mm. <laughs> uh, "And why do you say that?" He goes, "Well, you drink wine, you eat meat, you swear, and you certainly don't dress like a spiritual person." I'm like, "And and this is." This very um, prominent paradigm that people have. Um, I didn't go into what he imagined me to be sitting on a Himalayan mountaintop meditating in lotus position, eating lentils 24-7. Um, and I, I had a giggle, actually. I, I laughed quite hard. And, um, and I said, um, may I tell you what my definition of spirituality is? My definition of spirituality is taking absolute responsibility for where you are today and taking absolute responsibility for where you want to go. And spirituality for me is in order to live in spirit and to be inspired, you must live your truth. 
But so many people don't live their truth because they don't know what their truth is, because they haven't interrogated themselves. And once you interrogate yourself, that's when you can choose to personally disrupt or not and say, wait a minute, no one asked whether they could dump these beliefs on me. And yet I've lived these beliefs that are not serving me and I find myself sometimes fighting for these beliefs as well. Some people fight until the death, right? Beliefs that aren't even theirs and aren't even serving them. And so it takes a lot of work. There's a lot of work to come to a point where you say, this is my truth. These are my policies. This is how I redesigned myself. This is how I've reframed my past. This is how I will now live in spirit and, and run my businesses in that way as well. And so the, the, the second part to answer your question is the second part would be to um, redefine the definition of what, what definition, whatever definition you've held for so long about what spirituality means what happiness means you know another thing is i have a lot of clients who start off and there's a there's there's something wrong with me i'm not happy 24 7 and the happiness industry has has, has a lot to answer for you know so um well you know you may suffer but there's nothing wrong with you You're, we're not meant to be happy 24 7 we're meant to experience the full gamut of emotion there's a lot to be learned for melancholy there's a lot to be learned for anger and frustration. It's a different uh, 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 magnitude of energy. But then the mastery comes into how long we choose to stay there. How long it will take us to learn the lessons. And then master ourselves to sh cutting that neurocircuitry so that emotion doesn't become us. We don't identify with that emotion. That's where the spirituality comes in, in that it's a constant state of mastery. Um, but mastering not only the emotions, the mindset, but also the heart, how much we love, how compassionate we are, how kind we are, how much we contribute to this world. And then it's also health. We can't ignore the health set. So my coaching is mindset, heart set, health set, and soul set, and spirit. All four, it must be all encompassing. You can't ignore any other, any of those um, pillars. Say them again so people can hear what was the four. Mind, mindset. Mm -hmm. So many just do mindset, <laughs> right? But how? what's the point of having mindset when you have a poor, poor, poor health? Without your health, there is no wealth, right? So mindset, health set, heart set, and soul set, our spirit. Mm -hmm. And, and we work on all four. Mm, great. I think that is the perfect spot to finish this week's session because I think we're all going to go away now and, and ponder what Pauline has said because um, there is just so much um, universal truth. I mean, I know you said those words, but the universal truths that come, that where those words are coming from, um, I think everyone can hear that you're absolutely speaking the truth. So um, go away. Make notes, think about what uh, Pauline has just been talking about, and we'll join you back um, in the next session. Thanks for listening to the Booktopia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if your eyeballs need a workout, check us out on YouTube at Booktopia TV. And don't forget, for all books featured on this episode and all episodes of the Booktopia podcast, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at www.booktopia.com.au. Thanks for listening.